Welcome to the Lost in Translations podcast. I am joined once again by Mary, and we are talking about Kim Jong born 1982, which is by Cho Men Ju, and this was recently translated from the Korean by Jamie Chang. Welcome back to Lost in Translations. I am joined by Mary, and today we are talking about Kim Jong Born 1982 by Cho Man Jo, and that's translated from the Korean by Jamie Chang. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thanks <laughs> for having cool. me back on the podcast. So I read this book for Women in Translation, Mum, and mm. I liked it so much that I forced you to read it as well or listen to the we'll audio book yeah. while driving. Yes, we did. Do you want to talk about what it's about? It's about the character in the title. Kim Jong. Yeah, I'm not sure of the pronunciation. So, And she um, just lives her life, pretty much. Uh, and it highlights all the moments of sexism that she experiences up yes. until the story is being told. That's pretty much it. Pretty much. That's the general gist. Yeah, Mm. that pretty much is it. On the Goodreads synopsis for it, Mm. it starts off saying Kim Jong is the most common name in Korean women born in the 1980s. Oh, well, there you go. So that kind of sets you up for what this book is. Yes, I didn't know that. So that is an interesting point. And I feel like it does... I mean, I'm not a Korean woman. I'm just a white woman living in Australia, but I did feel a lot of similarities so obviously there's different issues in korea and other women would face other acts of oppression that i wouldn't experience as a white woman but there was a lot that i was like oh yeah i've i've had that moment yeah Hmm. i thought it was interesting that they thought that um this was a representation of her generation as a Korean woman, mm. where I thought it was more, this is pretty much what most women suffer mm. and go through. And yeah. It, because it does highlight different facts throughout the story. Yes. And like one of them was about the pay gap in Korea is one of the worst in OCD countries. Yes. And so they're like women earn 60 something percent of what men do. 67.2. Mm. Where, and that's not normal no. for other OECD countries. Yes. So, so this is um, from the, I got this information from the 2020 Global Gender Gap Report from the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. and they're ranked 108 in the world for the pay okay. gap. Australia is ranked 44. What's our percentage, do you think? I've been told it's in the 80s. 73.1, according oh, really? to their report. Wow. The country that's in the lead for... Closing that gap is Iceland, Mm -hmm. and they're at 87.7. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. So that gap is still huge. How? What? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I I found the 2020 report and thought I'd look at the... Yeah. ...what our country was doing and what the leader is. Mm. I often wonder if I am... If I have a pay gap, but I'm always, like, the only person in my position. Yes. And there's no men doing the job. 
So I can't compare to see if they were earning more. They do work for a charity, so... Yeah. I mean, there are men working in the same position, but I don't... They're in other offices, so I don't know if you live in a bigger city if you earn more because the cost of living is more. Yeah, I don't know. You'd think it'd be the same, but... Anyway, I've not asked anybody what they're earning. (laughs) I did bring it up with one of my colleagues once, but he's in a different role. Yes. So... I don't know how our positions are valued. And he was like, no, I don't talk about, I don't talk about salary. He's like, it only ever causes trouble. I'm like, but well, maybe we want to cause trouble. Yeah, that's true. That how we're going to fix a loss, if we, we cause trouble. don't talk about it, then it just continues to happen because we make these assumptions that we're earning the same amount and it's not true. Yes, that's true. Hmm. Well, not true. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, there is a section in the book where she, while she's working, she finds out that she's earning a lot less than her male colleagues yeah. doing the same role. Hmm. And that's where they bring up the pay gap. Yes, yeah. I think one of the... Because there's a lot of everyday sexism throughout hmm. the book, one of the my memories of the book that really stood out to me was when she got passed over from, for a promotion because she was a woman. Hmm. Yeah, because they don't want to invest in women because women are going to go have a baby. Yes, and and leave a company. And then they gave her the harder jobs. Yeah. The harder clients because they wanted to get the most out of her while she was still there. Yeah. And And they they, didn't want to overburden Yeah, overburden the men. (laughs) So, because they were going to be there longer. So, they got the easier clients. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it sounded like she was good at her job. Yeah. And... I guess it wasn't valued. But there was, like, when she first got a job, there was a woman working there. And she and then she had had a baby, but she continued working. Yeah. But then said she regretted it because she created a precedent. Yes. Where women were expected to keep working after they had a baby. Yeah. Yes. And she seemed to shine to Kim Jong mm. and tried to help her through it, even though she knew that some of her choices in life weren't mm. helping. Mm. And then I don't know what the right choice is. No. Like, I think women should have the opportunity to raise their children without losing their job. Yes, that's true. They should have maternity leave or parental leave because men should be able to have that too. And then because of her pay gap situation, I don't think her husband took her job seriously. Yes. So then he's like, okay, it's time we have a baby. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think I'm ready because I'm like... Just hitting the peak of my career. Yeah, I didn't and, even think she was interested in having babies. She was happy with her life yeah. as a married woman without children. Yeah, well, I, she said she might have been interested later. Yeah. But she had a lot of pressure Yeah, from her parents and her in-laws, and then her husband is like, well, they'll stop pressuring you if you have one. That's a good solution. Yeah, it? he seemed to be on her side. And mm. then not on her side yeah. all of a sudden. And then she's like, but what about my job? And he's like, oh, it's not really necessary for you to work. Yeah, I earn more. <laughs> yeah, and but he earns more because he's a man. Yeah. Mm. Are there any incidents in this book that you feel like you need to discuss? Well, do we have to worry about spoilers? Well, I think these are everyday life spoilers. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when they found out the security company had put cameras in the toilets Ooh. in the ladies toilets and then had put it online yeah and then the workers had found it on the porn sites yeah and but then 
they just told each other and nobody told the women until one of the women was in a relationship with one of her colleagues. Yeah. And he was like, oh, don't go to that toilet. And she's like, mm, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how it came out. And and then the women didn't feel comfortable reporting it. <sighs> when it did come out, the men were upset that they got punished for it. Yeah. And they weren't even really that punished. And then the bosses no, were like, weren't. do you want to ruin a good man's career? Yes. Like, he's got a family to support. So. It's like... He's watching his colleagues in a toilet. Yeah. Ruined it. Yeah. Oh, so angsty. Like, (laughs) that really upset me. Yeah. And it it didn't happen to her because she was on maternity leave. Yeah. And, but if she hadn't been on maternity leave, she would have been at work. Yeah. So she would have experienced it. Yeah. And, oh, I just can't imagine. And how would you feel safe returning to that workplace? Mm, Yeah. Like, you can't trust your male colleagues. Well, do you trust your male colleagues? Some of them. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't. Hmm. And people will ask why I have trust issues with men. (laughs) There's a little quote on the back of a book Mm. that I'll read out, because I want your opinions on this. Mm. Kim Jong is depressed. Kim Jong has started acting out. Kim Jong is her own woman. Kim Jong is insane. Oh. Okay. (laughs) How do you feel about that? I don't think she's insane. No. How was she acting out? She starts... Because she's a woman having her own thoughts. Yeah. Okay, is that acting out? No, that's... But, like, the beginning of the book starts when, like, she has... Been sent to a therapist by her husband. No, but there was a reason he sent her, because she had forgotten something. She fell asleep and she forgot or... You know, like that first chapter. Yeah. I can't remember it I've clearly. I've it twice and I can't remember it either. Something happens and he's like, oh, now I'm worried about you. So. She did something weird. Did she drink alcohol? Like she got drunk? I don't know. I remember that she fell asleep and then she couldn't remember the night before. Yeah. And then. She, they did have alcohol. And then he was like, oh, you better go get help. Yeah. Which I, I think. I think she probably had postnatal depression. Yes. And that was probably a good call. Yeah. But I don't know if his motives were right. Yeah. The first time I read the book, I didn't think she had depression. I just thought she was pushed into depression. Like, she, mm. like it was society pushing her and upsetting her. Yeah. But, yeah, I think she did have postnatal depression when mm. rereading it. Yeah. I mean, we're not experts on it. No, I'm not a psychologist. Um, but the book is told from the psychologist's point of view. Is that a spoiler? Is it? it? You find out at the start of the book. I didn't know that the narrator was the the psychologist till the last chapter. Okay, but that was right at the start you, when she started going to him and telling her story. Well, I didn't know until the last chapter. Okay. And I was like... <gasps> Is that who's telling us all this? Is yeah. the psychologist? Yeah, I I didn't under I knew she was sent to a psychologist. Yeah, and then but I didn't know he was the narrator until the end. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that was told right at the start when she was okay. sent there. Okay, well, I didn't pick up on it because he was talking about his own life a little bit in the beginning as well. Was he? I believe so. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So it is narrated by a man. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, he's like, oh, this poor woman who's experiencing all these terrible things. And then he goes on about his wife 
and his secretary and he's like disappointed because she has to leave because she has to go have a baby he's like he probably shouldn't employ married women yeah and because they're more likely to have children and he doesn't like having them turn over so often it's like uh do you not see your own attitude <laughs> yeah you just spend in all the that women time. in your life yeah. and how it is affecting them no he doesn't so the ending made me very frustrated because he didn't learn from it. No. He doesn't see how his attitude towards women is impacting... Their lives. Because yeah. he's having issues with his wife. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, oh, I don't understand why she's being like this. <laughs> yeah, because their son is got, like, misbehaving at school. And the teachers suggested that he had ADHD, I think. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm a psychologist. I think I would know if my child had ADHD. And the wife is like, but when are you home? Yeah, like when how he, would you know? You see the child asleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how would you diagnose somebody without ever seeing them? Yes. But it, like, starts at her childhood. Yes. Uh, and so she her, she has, there's her and her sister, and then eventually a little brother. And he becomes a favourite. Yeah, to some people. Or her family. Well, I don't think to her mum. Oh, I feel like a little bit, yeah. But then, like, when they move into a bigger house, she, like, really fights for the girls to get their own room. Yeah. And because the father was like, no, the son should have his own room, even though he's a a baby. He's a baby, yeah. And the girls can just share with the grandma. Yeah, that's true. And she's like, no, my children, my girls are going to have a room. And she, like, had saved up her own money to buy them furniture because her husband wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I think... Her journey into feminism was quite mm. an interesting one. Yeah. So I think like that was her first act of rebellion, rebellion yeah. <laughs> against her husband. And then she like she got like a job as a she was cutting hair in the neighborhood. Yeah. And so she was making all this money secretly. I don't know if it was secretly, but I don't think her husband was aware how much it was. And she bought her, like, this secret apartment. Yeah. And then they, like, had this investment where she could... Yeah, um, I really liked her journey, I think. Yeah. and she then was an interesting character. Yeah. And then, so, it often... Like, the, obviously, the stories are entwined. Like, her mother's story and her story. Yeah. And as she grows older, like, she... You see her... Act out. <laughs> Act out. Is that what you call it? <laughs> well, that's what the back of the book called it. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But she, like, I think she gains more independence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's really exciting. <laughs> it is. Mm. Also, there was that time when she was in school and she was getting picked on by a boy who threw a mm. shoe. Yeah. And she gets in trouble for it. Mm. And the teeth. Like, afterwards, the teacher finds out that the boy was the re- person that threw the shoe. Yeah. And told her, oh, don't worry, he's only doing that because he likes her. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, she didn't understand why, if someone likes me, why are you treating me so horribly? Yeah. And I've seen that happen in classrooms. Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll be in a classroom for work. And I remember one day there was a boy picking on a girl and... The girls were like, oh, the teacher told us that means he likes her. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If this is how he communicates he likes you, it is not appropriate. Yeah. And you should not believe it. Like, yeah. maybe he does like you, but it's not good enough. He needs to find a better way to communicate to you that he likes you. And yeah. you will not stand for this behavior. <laughs> and they were like, 
okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, whether it's sunk in or not, but I was like devastated that the teacher told them that and teachers are still saying that. Yeah. I have like lots of exasperated sighing <laughs> in this episode. Well, I don't I know think, if you want to keep it in or not. <laughs> I think so because <laughs> it's a sign of what to expect from the book. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Now you said you recommended it to a lot of people. Yeah, I, I and the women are like, mm, no, that was not fun. Life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now I just recommend it to men. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it covers all the basics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think women, not every woman wants to read about experiences they've had. No. I mean, it depends on the experience. It's good to see yourself represented. Yeah. But they're not good experiences. No. And it's like quite a simple book. It's a short book. It's about yeah. 140 it's like, pages. Yeah. And I don't know. It, like, it doesn't delve too deeply. No, it's just the everyday sexism that yeah. seems to be very general mm. to a lot of women. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Are there any other aspects of it you'd like to talk about? There was the bit when she got followed by the guy on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and this other woman stopped to help her. Yeah, she got out and said, oh. (laughs) Yeah. And the woman's before, like, her dad eventually showed up and the woman said to her, this isn't your fault. Yeah. And, And she was, like, so relieved that somebody had said that to her. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like, if if that woman hadn't said that, it would she have carried around some sort of sense of blame that she was responsible for this man following her home from school? True. She didn't even know the man. No. Even though he claimed that he was in her class. Yes. And he, like, she smiled at him. Mm. If every man I smiled at thought that meant I was interested, I would be in trouble. That's your default face. Yeah. That's like... Pretty much all I can do is I don't know how to express negative emotion and I smile and instead. Love. But then the father, I think the father did blame her. Didn't the he? father did blame her. Yeah. But I'm just so glad she had somebody to tell her that it wasn't her fault. Because That's I think yeah. we often internalize the blame of things like that. Oh, I was saying that I smile a lot. You do smile a lot. Mm. That's just your default face. Mm. And then the laughing. Mm. But I think. People at your work know if you're laughing, you're probably upset. Yeah, I have told them. But strange men that don't have to work with me all day, like some random in my class who I've never engaged with beyond smiling. Yeah. Show no emotion is what men think you should do. Oh, I think even then men would interpret it as, as you're yeah. playing hard to get. or They would have some justification. Yeah. Yes. Makes you wish you weren't a man. I wasn't a man. I'm talking about myself. Oh, I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't know. I just don't think has anybody ever followed me home. You were three doors down, so. Yeah. <laughs> Possible. They could just watch you. Yeah, I, I do worry about clients watching me come home. Uh, and sometimes Matthew just tells people. Okay. I'm like, stop telling people where I live, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like nobody, I don't think I've ever had a moment like that. No. Like where, where they've like literally followed me home. Sometimes I'll be in a car and I wonder. Oh. <laughs> mm. 
the whole motherhood thing because she feels pressured into having a child. Yes. Because her in-laws have decided it's time. Yeah. And then her husband is like, oh, no, no, we don't have to do it now, but maybe. Yeah. And then they do. Like, yeah, I got the impression she wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Well, she would keep saying, oh, we can talk about it in a couple of years. Yeah. Which was, isn't a yes yeah. or a no. I would interpret that as a no for now. For now, yeah. yeah. But it's not a no forever. I know, but that's a no for now, so yeah. drop it. But I feel like they had had conversations before they got married. Yeah. And, like, because she had said, we're not going to have children early on. We're going to yeah. wait a bit. Yeah, because she wanted mm. to focus on her yeah. career. And then her in-laws are like, oh, you're not pregnant yet. You better go see a specialist. Here yeah, some- there's something wrong with you. Yeah, and she's like, we haven't had one because we haven't tried. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, but they automatically thought there was something wrong with her. Yes, yeah. And I, I guess that's okay. Like, in my situation... People just assume I don't want children and then judge me for that. Yeah. I was so like, you can't win either way? Did I tell you that I couldn't, like, that I don't want them? But then they ask you why you're not having children. Yeah. Well, no, nobody asked me why. They just assume I don't want them and then but, try to convince me I do want them. And but, I'm like, the wanting a child doesn't give you a child. Yes. But did one of your father's friends ask why you yeah. would... No, he, this morning, one of my father's friends saw me holding a baby of somebody else and said, oh, well, I saw you holding a baby and I thought maybe that would ignite some desire in you to have a baby, as though I didn't have a desire to have a baby. And it was, I don't, I don't know why he brought this up. <laughs> I think it's because dad has pointed some idea in him, but dad denies it. And then I was like, oh, well, I don't think holding a baby... Gets you pregnant. No. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but it might make you start thinking about it. I'm like, thinking about having a baby doesn't get you pregnant. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, i got to go now. And he <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and he's like, maybe I've crossed a line. I went, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Why um, even bring that up? Yeah, it was weird. People are always talking to me about, they're like, you really should have a baby. I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, but so you know, at the beginning, she's on the she's like try to keep going to work as long as possible. Yeah, and her work have said, "Oh, you can come in late if you need to if you're feeling sick in the morning." And then her male colleagues are like, "Oh yeah, you get to sleep in, and yeah. you still get paid the amount." She's like, "Yeah, but I still have to work the extra hours at the end of the day." She gets to come in half an hour. Yeah, later, and but she leave has to half stay an half an hour, hour late. late. And but her colleagues are like, mm. so she's like, "Oh no, well I have to keep coming in on time." And then she's on the subway, whatever they call it in Korea. She's on a train and then heavily pregnant. And some random person is like, oh, you must be poor because if you didn't need the money, you wouldn't be on the train going to work. And then later on, after she's got the baby, she's in some coffee shop and some random businessmen are like, oh, look at that woman just draining her husband's money by giving up work and having a baby. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and buy the coffee. Yeah, how the dare she? The same coffee they were drinking. And then she's really upset about that, and she runs home, and she tells her, and her husband's like, people don't say that out loud. And she's like... Yes, they do. <laughs> I heard them say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he, he was just, like, so reluctant to believe her. Like, your wife is telling you a thing happened to her, and you're telling her it wasn't real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's just, it's just, like, that trap. Like, I know a lot of mothers... 
and some of them work and some of them give up work and they all feel like other people are judging them whatever decision they've made. Yeah. I don't know how that's fixed. Yeah. Get rid of all men. But women judge each other as well. True. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have a friend who kept working and she says whenever she picks up her kid from school, all the other mothers make comments about, oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember the examples. But they imply that she must be, like, really wealthy because she doesn't hang out with her child enough because she's, like, dedicated all that time to her work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's really poor. She has to work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she was a single mum. I, I don't know what her financial situation was, but I know she enjoyed working. Yeah. But she said whenever she went to pick up her kid, she always felt judged. And maybe that's imagined. Maybe part of that is self-judging. Like, it just feels like no matter what women choose in that situation, someone's judging them. And the same with having a child and not having a child. Whether you've chosen to or it wasn't a choice. People were actively mm. commenting, like, fine, judge all way, but just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear your thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> we here only like to judge books. Judge books? Okay. Yeah. How do you judge this book? You obviously loved it. I loved it, yes. Mm. I think it's an interesting book because you get to see just all those little micro... Mm. sexism moments that happen throughout our whole life. Yeah. And not all of them are micro. No, they're not. <laughs> like, I feel like the whole cameras in the toilets No, no. They're not. They're not. <laughs> but it just shows you just this is what they have to deal with all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we're only going to recommend it to men. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some women might enjoy reading it, but some yeah. women don't, don't want to don't know. Did I enjoy it? Hmm. I didn't hate it. I just felt frustrated. Yeah. I was just, like, driving that car, and I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you talk to her like that? Yeah. Oh, because there was that bit when she went for a job interview, and so there were three potential employees, and the people on the panel, and they were like, oh, what if you were working in, like, the... CEO started rubbing your shoulder. How would you respond? <laughs> and she said that... What did she, she would say? leave the room, I think. She would leave the room, yeah. Yeah, and one of the other persons said, I would, like, check how I was dressed and see what I had done to encourage that. And, and the other person said that she would report him. For sexual harassment, yeah. yeah. None of them got the job. No. Yeah, but, wow, what a question. Yeah, that's not a question that a man would get. No. <laughs> And they didn't like anyone's answer. What's the right answer? Well, maybe none of them were appropriate for other reasons. But because when she did ask if anybody else on that that had group had yeah. got the job and they said no. And she's like, oh, I could have just been honest. Like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's not a good sign. Like, you probably don't want that job if they're screening yeah. you for it in the job interview. Yeah, that's true. Obviously not a great culture. Yeah, that made me. I just feel like I've given away the whole plot. With all my frustration. But it's a book about being frustrated with yeah. them. Is, is it really a plot? It's just like a description no. of her life. I guess that's a plot. Yeah. Mm. Is there other books or TV shows or movies you would recommend? So I feel like this book was like a basic 101 on sexual discrimination. Yes. 
And I feel like the movie Bombshell with Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, and Charlize Theron was had a similar sort of vibe. Yeah, that's true. Um, like it's the one hundred and one on sexual harassment. Um, like it's it's not too detailed. It's like easy viewing or listening in the audio bookcase or reading if you use your eyes. Yeah, I feel like they had a similar vibe. Yes. Yeah. It's like something you'd have, watch with somebody who probably isn't aware that this is an issue in the world. So, like, an old straight white man. Yeah. Well, after I finished this book the first time, I moved on to Breasts and Eggs by yeah. Miko Kawaki, yeah. which was translated by Sam, Brett, and David Boyd. Yes. This is the book we discussed briefly in the last episode. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. And that one was more about breasts... And how they saw their own body, and how mm. other people saw their own that saw their body, mm. and the fertility, and all parenting, mm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think it was a good pairing because we looked at the sexism in this book, and then we looked at uh, body image issues mm. and how that affected the women in that book. Mm. So I'd probably pair the two together. Yeah. And you recommend that book as well? Yes, I do. I think that was a great book too. Mm. Are there any other suggestions? Mm, not off the top of my head. Do you have any? I'm trying to think of ones that deal with sexism. Hmm. I can't think of any. Maybe The Duchess? The Duchess? The TV show? That we just watched. Yes. Because they, like she had made her decision to have another child. Mm. And... Every time she tried to express her thoughts mm. to her partner, her boyfriend, mm. he got really angry at it. But like, she wanted another child with another man. Yeah, that's true. But she <laughs> wanted the child with the other man because she liked her first child. Yeah. And she wanted to replicate that. Yes. But if I tell you I'm going to have a child with another man, are you going to have a calm conversation with me about it? Probably not, no. But <laughs> I feel like he wasn't really listening to her. Hmm. I feel like, yeah, you could be upset about it, but there's a conversation there that needed to be had that wasn't getting had. Yeah. Like, that, her decision was based on a lot of insecurities, I think. Yes, mm. it was. Yeah. But it's very funny. I thought it was funny. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's not a serious look at sexism. No, no, it's not. It's a comedy about her life. Yeah. I don't know how close to her real life it Yeah, is. I was like going to look up and see if she did have a second child. Yeah, because she, in her comedy series, she talks about her child being a Tory. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm. Yeah, so there were a few jokes from her stand-up that were made it into the show. Yeah, they didn't use her own child in the show. No, but the the little actress who played the child was very good. Yeah, she was very good at that role. Mm, but yeah. yeah, I would recommend that basically because it's a conversation that they should have done better. Yeah. And I feel like with this book that they had a similar sort of issue where they didn't communicate that properly. Mm. He just assumed that she should have a child. With him. With him, yeah. And she wasn't ready. Mm. But she was ready for a child. She was, but she didn't want it just yet. She wanted to work. Oh, yes. Oh, in the book. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the book. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think she wanted more time to work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's why I recommended that one as well. Yeah. Just because I think there's that conversation. Mm. Like, I don't know. Are there any TV shows or movies where a husband and wife have a conversation that's actually useful? I feel like they always fight or miscommunicate. I feel like that reflects real life. True. I feel like we failed at that recently. Yeah. Where we, we should we have had a calm conversation and you stopped talking to me for three hours. We don't need to go into that. Uh, it just feels weird that you're preaching this. <laughs> I'm not preaching it. I'm just <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's like, any... Just have a respectful conversation. I, I just wondered if there was any... Um... <laughs> TV shows where they actually do have conversations properly. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm good at communicating. (laughs) I'm horrible at it. Yeah. Well, I feel like expecting people in fictional lands to be able to communicate. Yeah. Like, we don't want to watch good communicators, do we? No, I I like to watch people suffer. Yeah. Fictional people, not real people. No, not real people. (laughs) We, I mean... Mrs. America. Yes. I mean, not for good conversation, but <laughs> for sexism. True. Um, that could be a good show. Yeah. Hmm. I was just thinking catastrophe in relation to bad conversation. Yeah. But I don't know if that suits this book at all. <laughs> We're just recommending TV shows now. Um, they have nothing to do with the book. Yeah, I think we went off the rails. Yes. Do you have any other suggestions? No. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Do you want to talk about what you're reading at the moment? What am I reading at the moment? I don't know. <laughs> I'm reading The Lying Lives of Adults by Eleanor Ferrante, translated by Anne Goldstein. And that's an interesting book because this child growing up and realising how much her parents are not communicating well or not mm. just lying and that all her relatives are... They've all got issues with each other... And they try their best to hide their issues, but, like, as she's growing up, she realises they're just lying and not being completely honest with each other Mm. and causing more drama between each other. Yeah. I suppose, like, the the Neapolitan series has a focus about the, you know, this discrimination those girls face growing up. With their education and everything. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yes. Okay, so I'm reading Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. Translated by? Jeffrey Trusalot. And what's that book about? It's um, about time travel. Which is the reason you picked it up? Yeah. People recommended it because time traveling is one of my favorite things. Yeah. And it's interesting time travel because... You're restricted to travelling within the room. Okay. Yeah, so you don't get to... You have to sit in a chair and you'll be you'll travel back to that same chair to a previous point in the past. So that if you want to talk to somebody, they have to be... Have been in the room okay. at some point in the past. All right, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a cafe, isn't it? Yeah, they're in a cafe. Like, you sit... If you want to go back in time, you hop in the special chair... There's there's obstacles to getting to the chair. They pour you a coffee, and then you somehow 
pouring the coffee makes you and then you appear at the time that you want to be there but you can't get out of the chair yeah and you just have to hope that the person you want to see will come in okay yeah so it's like four stories of people who have traveled back in time that sounds very strange yeah like, do they keep a register of everyone that's been in the cafe so you could go, I want to see that person. When well, were they there? So I could travel every, to that Everybody time. knew that the person that had been in the room. So the, the first story is a couple. They've been together for a few years. He says they need to talk. She thinks it's a proposal. They, like, go to their usual cafe, but there's no table. So they're like, oh, we'll just go to this weird cafe here. They go in, he's like, I'm moving to America, bye. My plane is leaving now. I've got to go to the airport now. And he leaves, and that's the end of their relationship. Oh. Okay, so the other thing, the other rule is you nothing you can do back in the past will change the future. Okay. Well, it won't change anything that's happened up to where you are in the timeline. And so she's like, I need to go back in time. And they're like, well, you'll still be broken up when you come back. And she's like, well, I'll try it anyway. So she goes back in time to the breakup scene. Yeah. And then, but he, I don't know what happens to the original you because she was there with him the first time he went there. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to the original her, (laughs) but for some reason she's like sitting at a different table and he's like, why are you over there? (laughs) She's like, this is where I'm sitting now. I can't get up. (laughs) And then she like tries to convince him not to leave her. And then he says, we'll see what happens in three years when he comes back. Okay. Hmm. And she, um, she's like, oh, well, maybe that has changed the future from when she does return. So it implies that they do keep in touch and maybe they will reignite. Reignite? Rekindle. Reunite. Yeah. Um, later on, which she was enough to make her happy. Okay. Hmm. I don't want to give away all everything, but no. there's like a married couple, no. and then there's a br- some You've sisters. You've already given the entire plot of one book. Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's an interesting book to talk about. Yeah, so it is like I like it because often time travel is explored without any boundaries. Yeah. Whereas this has very clear boundaries about what you can do within your time travel. Interesting. And and why would you want to do it if you can't change anything? <laughs> True. I don't know. Is that the reason people time travel? Is because they want to change something? I don't know. What are people's motivations for I don't know. Travel? You're the one that goes through the Outlander series and... Yeah. Susan well, she Kings. accidentally time traveled, so I don't know if she was motivated. That's true. And, except for the second time when she was motivated by love. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast again. Thank you for inviting me. Maybe we'll talk about another book soon. Maybe that book. Are you going to read it? Probably. Okay. We have a copy of it. Why not? That's right. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash translations pod and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe. And while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Let's See Under Translations Pod. Thank you for listening. 
This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wolgarukaba and Bindal people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. This is a Macaulay Flower production. <laughs>